Warning, the following podcast has been classified as insanely lucrative. Listener discretion is advised. They don't tell you anything. They basically says, you have an infringement. We pulled your stuff. They don't tell you what the infringement is. They didn't tell me the name of the company that filed the infringement. Your attention, please. please. Listening to the AMPM podcast may cause recurring revenue streams and unfair unfair advantages over your competitors. Other side effects may include better wallets, fired bosses, and longer vacations. Listen at your own risk. Here's your host, seven-figure entrepreneur and online marketing madman, Manny Coates. Manny Coates. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the AMPM Podcast. My name is Manny Coates, and I will be your host, and this is the show where we discuss how to generate recurring revenue streams 24 hours per day during the AM and the PM, hence the name of the show, AMPM Podcast. As a matter of fact, I am in Spain. I am about to go have some breakfast, some Spanish breakfast, and while I eat that breakfast down, I will be making money. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. I'm actually doing this intro. This probably sounds all echoey and weird because I'm in a small room right now. Like I said, about to head out. And I forgot to do the intro for the podcast that I did with Guy uh, in the States before I left. So I'm doing things backwards. And now I'm trying to uh, get this uploaded so he can get it uploaded. But anyways, guys, um, we're going to jump into uh, the podcast with myself and Guy, so enjoy. I am here with Guillermo Puyol. It has been forever since we've gotten on the podcast together to talk about anything. Guy, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing well, Manny. I'm excited to be here again on the AMPM podcast, sharing with everybody. How are you, man? I'm tired. As you know, I'm leaving for Spain tomorrow, and uh, man, that's going to leave you with... uh, basically handling everything how how excited are you about that i'm thrilled i'm thrilled to, <laughs> to take on every single responsibility no but i uh, i think it'll be okay it's you're it's gonna be a well-deserved rest for you so just yeah. enjoy it take advantage of it man yeah i'm gonna try i'm gonna try so uh we're gonna talk about a number of things here um the first one though that i think is kind of funny and cool is that uh you and i drank something interesting right we talked about uh, beer. We were in Austin at the Amazing Summit, uh, 2016 Amazing Summit, and the topic came up about what would happen if you were able to replace the carbonation uh, in beer with helium instead of the typical, I believe it's CO2 and nitrogen, right? Um, so we talked about that, and we made a video of us drinking helium beer, and it's fitting, right, because we run Helium 10, yeah, it was really fun to, to shoot that video. And actually, if you want to take a look at it, we shared the, the video at the Helium 10 blog, at helium10.com forward slash blog. Or you can find it at um, Facebook by going to, just searching for the group FBA High Rollers. We shared it there as well. It's really fun, really cool. Check it out. Yeah, uh, we we, tr- we were going to actually try to do a, uh, a serious um uh, like an, uh, you know, we were going to give some value, some information relate, related to private label uh, while we were drinking this. But you'll see in the video, we don't even get about a minute in and we just can't, we can't do it. It's just too funny. So I crack up every time I see it. I'm just like, oh my God, how did we even get that far? So he- yeah. helium 10 beer, guys. Go, ch- I'm sorry, not helium 10 beer, helium beer, but it is, it should be helium 10. 
Right, right. All right. Cool, cool. So uh, that's posted. Go check that out. Um, as I mentioned, I'm, I'm going to be heading off to Spain, so I'm going to be out of commission for the next couple of weeks. Um, I'll be uh, checking in when I can. We're trying to get some podcasts lined up. Um, I'll check on to our, or I'll, I'll see if I can log into our uh, Facebook group every once in a while. But uh, Guy is going to be the guy in charge. Um, man, what else? Uh, I guess we had some a couple things happen. Let's talk about uh, brand gating. I want to talk about brand gating, and then I want to talk about a product. One of my best products that uh, got blocked. So we're going to talk about those two things. So uh, brand gating, right? Everybody knows about this. We did a podcast episode on it. Um, is where Amazon is now going in and they're locking up specific brands uh, because they don't want people to uh, start selling tons of counterfeits. So you got Nike and Lego and Adidas and all these big brands that are brand gated now. Um, meaning if you try to go in and sell one of those products, it's usually for retail ARB uh, guys, but if you go in and try to sell, you can't. Um, it doesn't let you unless you apply and they approve you and you got to pay a, uh, a non-refundable deposit. Well, it's like something like uh, 500 to 1500 on average, right, Guy? Sometimes a little higher. Yeah, we've, we've had reports of, um, in, in some cases, I have reports of up to 5,000. I have not personally seen them, uh, but the 500 to 1,500 is definitely the, the range. Yeah, and so I thought, well, you know what? I'm going to do everything I can to try to get my brands uh, gated because I don't want anybody jumping on there. I don't want any hijackers. I don't want anybody selling anything that, uh, that I sell, okay, because these are my private label products. Um, so I put on there, you know, Amazon's terms of service say that you must be able to provide a uh, factory warranty when you're selling something new. And I very clearly state on my product that, you know, the only company uh, that is allowed to give any kind of warranty is company X, right? And that's my company. So um, that kind of solves part of that issue, but it doesn't mean that people can't jump on the listing. They still do. So I, I applied uh, at Amazon. I tried to uh, see if I can get the right people, you know, and you know how it is, Guy. Uh, the first seven times I was getting somebody overseas um, answering seller support and it just was going nowhere. <laughs> and eventually um, I did get it through to the right people and, and they, uh, they reviewed my product, came back um, and said, we have an answer in terms of, uh, you know, gate restricting your product. And the answer was, you are declined. So, <laughs> I was declined, Guy. Yeah. I, so, think, I think this is a, a, such a new program. That, and with Amazon, they roll out everything slowly. So I think they're going to focus their effort in the biggest brands, in the Legos, in the Nikes. And, but I see in the, in the near future, they will actually allow that for across the board I would say yeah well that's what they said they said um, even though they declined um, my request to actually gate my product um, it wasn't because of any specific factors or like I had anything bad with my account Um, they said it was some internal stuff but they did kind of hint that their primary target when it comes to uh, the data is that uh, they're looking for brands that have a high level of, of counterfeiting going on so that's why they're going after these big brands and they're locking those things up and um, we've seen people in our group, in our Facebook group, that have said that, you know, they're now, they just automatically got um, brand gating. And my product, you know, just so everybody's aware, I mean, I have the trademark, I have brand registry, I have everything in line that would be required for brand gating. But um, the one thing I don't have is I don't have a high level of counterfeiting going on in my product. So they just uh, said, nope. So I think you're right, though, Guy. I think um, as a, you know, there's what, probably hundreds of thousands, if not 
more brands out there. So they're just kind of systematically going through and, and taking the, the worst offending ones in terms of counterfeits first and then going down from there. Right. So, um, so that was the brand gating thing. Another thing that uh, happened that was devastating, and this happened last Friday, um, was that one of my main products, my, my best-selling product, um, actually got blocked. Amazon said I'm no longer allowed to sell it, um, and it was an um, intellectual property rights infringement issue. So that was pretty devastating. It happened on Friday. Um, they didn't say, this is the thing I hate, Guy, they don't tell you anything. They basically says, you have an infringement. We pulled your stuff. They don't tell you what the infringement is. They didn't tell me the name of the company that filed the infringement. They don't tell me... Um, whether it was uh, an infringement in regards to my brand, like, you know, somebody saying, hey, you know what, you're, I own this brand name and you're trying to sell it. Or if it was me, you know, using somebody else's brand name somewhere, they don't tell you anything. So, and we talked about this. That was so frustrating. Yeah. And they're so cryptic with their messages. The only thing, uh, the only information we had to go by was uh, a name and an email address and the email address was not even from a professional domain, like a, an actual a company a domain, but it was like Gmail, something generic, Hotmail, Yahoo. Yeah. So it's ridiculous that they take down a product that's selling so much every day on on just a, a claim that you have no information whatsoever on, on how to deal with it. Right. Yeah, it was the email was a 163.com email, which is uh, I guess it's an the equivalence of, like you said, a Hotmail or a Gmail here uh, in China. It's a Chinese um, mm-hmm. free service email. And they gave me the name of the person, which was a uh, very generic Chinese name. Right. Think of John Smith. So Googling that helped uh, nothing at all. Zero. Um, but luckily, um, you know, the portion of the the name in that email had the uh, the brand or the company and we were able to track track down the company and we saw that this company had a similar product to my product um and so they, they we looked into it a little bit more looked into the back end and found that the infringement um appears to have been the fact that their brand name was being used in the back end search terms somewhere right? you know, the 2000 characters that were back there so um but yeah, contacting Amazon saying, okay, well, you know, we, we've removed anything, we cleaned it up, blah, blah, blah. They are like, um, well, you need to, it was just a form letter saying, you need to contact the uh, complainants uh, at this email address and we cannot reinstate your account until they contact us. It's that notice at amazon.com, I believe was the email. They have to contact us and withdraw their claim. And I was like, oh my gosh. So they're in China, Guy, right? They're in China. It's Friday, so we're going into the weekend. It's also um, a holiday in China, right? What was it? Um, do you remember what the, the holiday was? Something, um, I forget what it is. I'm not sure. One of the, the it was a moon festival of some kind. I, I, I'm drawing a blank. But anyways, um, so everybody was gone, right? Because of the weekend, the festival, um, and there was no way of, of getting a hold of them. I emailed them. They didn't respond. They still haven't responded. Um, I believe they have 24 to 48 hours to respond. That's what I was told. Um, but luckily, I have other avenues. I reached out to a number of people and used some, some, some I guess, strategies. And uh, although I went down on Friday and most people, we were talking about this in our FBA high rollers group, uh, said the same thing happened to them. They've been down for weeks. Some people said even months and they were still working on it. I was down for uh, two days. I came back online on Sunday 
Amazon reinstated it, basically said, hey, don't let this happen again or we might remove your selling privileges. But at least I was back. So it happened very quickly, Guy. So um, I was happy because I'm like, man, I'm just about to leave the Spain and my top product is uh, it's not not selling. I had um, inventory that was arriving uh, via truck to Amazon. Uh, like within the next day or two, I have a big C shipment. Um, it was about another five, 6,000 units that was just going out. And I just placed an order for a huge uh, amount of units um, for Christmas to get everything here. So it was just like, this was just bad timing, especially since I was going to be gone for a couple of weeks. Yeah, it was definitely, definitely lucky break that that, that happened so quickly. I mean, in the midst of, of everything bad that happened, I guess we were lucky. Now, um, I think it's important to emphasize the the fact that we don't really know what what the cause was. We just think that it was the the brand name in the in the backend search term. So, if if you have brand names in the backend search terms, you might wanna look at that. We do have reports that Amazon is being a lot more uh, a lot a lot less lenient on that. So they're really looking into that. But again, with Amazon, you just don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I heard it specifically from somebody who works at Amazon that within the last month, the last 30 days, um, he has been seeing tons and tons of these, these scenarios where people's accounts are either getting suspended or the product's getting blocked or suspended uh, because of trademark usages in the back end. This has never been the case uh, for the most part. For like, you know, I started this business back in December and I've always had um, specific trademarks in my listings. Typically, um, there were no, well, actually, I wouldn't say typically, there were never any issues. Um, I know you're not supposed to uh, do that uh, when Amazon doesn't allow you or doesn't want you to do that. But if you're selling something, let's say you're selling a case for or, or a device, let's say it's speakers for um, uh, for mobile phones, and you want to say, hey, this is compatible with iPhone and Android, and da, da, da. you're using trademarks. So in, in those cases, it's typically okay. Um, but from what I've heard, Amazon is really cracking down on everything related to trademarks. So I, as you just mentioned, Definitely go through. Um, I went through and cleaned everything out of my listing. I don't want to have a second strike because that second strike could completely hurt me uh, in a bad way. And I just took everything out. Now, I know that's going to affect some nice conversions that I was getting in terms of sales, but at least my listing is going to be safe. So um, I should also mention, Guy, that, you know, because people are probably going to ask, well, shoot, man, if everybody else has been down for weeks and months, how did you get back up in just two days? Okay. Um, the answer to that is I, I really can't say it's a uh, it, it's something that I did and that I use um, that's effective. Uh, but if it gets out to the masses, it wouldn't work. So I'm I am going to share it though. I'm going to share it with a select few um, in October after I get back, and it's going to be at a special event that I'm going to be putting on. And Guy, you know what it is. Uh, we'll be we'll be talking about that uh, next month in October. Yeah, absolutely. So it's definitely be stay tuned, guys. Yeah, some high level stuff um, that. You know, it really makes a big difference. So, um, so, anyways, that was that. Uh, did I miss anything on that, Guy? I think I covered that topic pretty well. Yeah, I think I think it's, we can move on of that nightmare. <laughs> that nightmare. I know. Um, well, I think that's about it. I, I wanted to keep this podcast pretty short. Is there anything else that you wanted to? Uh, oh, you know what? We we actually let's talk about um, the amazing summit. We conference. went to yeah, yeah, we went to two conferences. We'll talk about that for a second. Yeah, absolutely. Um, first of all, I want to send a shout out to all the people that approached us and they say they hear, they listen to the podcast. It's, it's really cool when 
when you actually get to to see some of the faces of the people that are getting value from the podcast and they they say they like it they say good things about it so it's it's really really cool and thank you guys uh, as for the conference what were your thoughts manny the the two conferences that we went to Okay, so the we went to two. We went to um, Amazing Summit 2016. Um, we were there for the conference was actually three days, and then when we got back, uh, we went to Feedvisor for one day, um, and that was just kind of a last minute, spur of the moment type thing. Um, but let's start at the beginning. So Amazing Summit, um, that was an awesome conference. It was probably the best conference um, I've been to in a long time in terms of the show that. Uh, Matt Clark and Jason put on. Um, it was just crazy. You knew it was going to be like entertaining when you're sitting there and it starts off and they've got this techno music going crazy and, and there's this band playing and there's a girl up there with a violin, you know, going going nuts with this music. And then at the same time, you've got this guy out there dressed up like something out of like Mad Max, right? Um, and he's got a chainsaw and he's carving ice and he's cutting out words. And it was that was how, that was like the first five minutes of the whole show. And it was just... It was good. I mean, I mean, what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think the the production value of the of the conference was really high. It was very well put together. The content was great. Um, I heard in uh, from some people some of the the speakers had less actionable content than others. But I think that's important too because some of the things may not be super actionable but they're high level thinking that as entrepreneurs you must have. So you may not be able to apply that right away, tweak something on your listing or something along those lines and see instant returns. Hmm. But like, for example, the, the, the founder uh, the, of the, Uggs. Founder Uggs, yeah. yeah. I mean, his speech was very interesting. It's like a, a glimpse into, into the past and, and basically your future, the brand owner, where he goes and details how he, group us to a multi-billion dollar uh, brand you know so i i really i really enjoyed both the non-actionable and the actionable content that we that we saw yeah that was cool, cool. That, that was a, a very good speech and um yeah i, I ended up uh, going up and speaking right after him i'm like man i gotta go follow a billionaire so it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's gonna be fantastic but um yeah that was cool the show was great we got there a little bit um a little bit earlier, uh, I think a couple of days before the show started, we walked in. Uh, we had these little frisbees that we were going to be giving out. So Guy and I had the whole conference room to ourselves. It's humongous, right? And we're just throwing them around, testing our throwing skills. We didn't want to beam anybody in the head or hit lights or cameras or anything like that. So we did a little practice a couple of days before. And then, um, yeah, a couple, uh, a handful of people there won some pretty high value discs that we threw out live during the event. Guy got on stage with me, was pumping up the crowd with the music and stuff. It was pretty awesome. Guy, we gotta have to, I gotta have to show that video, that clip. I don't know if we <laughs> when, when they publish it. Yeah, I think it'll be cool. Yeah. So um, also, I, I highly recommend these shows, guys. Um, even if you think you're not gonna learn anything, uh, we were sitting next to Kevin King. He's one of our uh, one of my buddies. A lot of you guys know. I've had him on the podcast, and um, you know, he, the whole time he's just like, yeah, I don't think I'm gonna learn anything, you know, because he's a pretty high level guy and. And then eventually, you know, you see the pen going, and I'm making fun of him. I'm like, oh, so you're not learning anything, huh? So there's always a nugget, right? You're always going to find something uh, at the show, that, uh, any show that's going to be great. And even if you don't learn anything during the actual speeches, um, most of the shows, um, you know, people are meeting up afterwards. You're going up to the bar. You're, you're socializing there. Um, this one in particular, though, had a, uh, a, a 25K uh, per month um, 
uh, what do you call it, a banquet, I guess you could say, or, or social, um, where everybody had to be selling. You had to apply and prove that you were making at least 25000 a month in sales. And then, uh, so there was a room with almost 200 people uh, that were doing this. And man, we were just learning I mean, ourselves. We were learning nonstop. Everybody we talked to had like a nugget. We were given our nuggets, they were given theirs, right, Guy? It was awesome. Yeah, and the, the networking is, is awesome. Uh, regardless of the content, uh, and I'm not saying the content was bad, but even if, if you're not going for the content, Go for the networking. It's just one connection. Uh, just one connection that you make at an event could, could make a huge difference. You could have uh, either a nugget like Manny says, or potentially a, a contact or a, just a strategy. I mean, we had we learned a lot of things, and a lot of it was from from the networking. So yeah. it was really fun, and we got to know a lot of people. Really, really cool. Yeah, that was cool. Hanging out with all the software guys. You know, got to hang out with Jeff Cohen from Seller Labs. You know, had dinner with him and Brian Johnson from PPC Scope. Uh, Ryan Bredemeyer from Hello Profit. Um, Guillermo from uh, Helium 10. Um, you know, I don't remember. Am I missing anybody? That, that, was our, that was the one dinner on one of the nights. But just yeah. uh, doing that was just awesome. Um, it's just cool, guys. Just definitely go. Uh, I'm going to try to start going to more of these events. At, I used to think, oh, I'm too busy. I just can't get out. But it just, it's worth it. it it's, it's just awesome. And then I should say, um, you know, we mentioned this in the previous podcast, but, uh, you know, that it was kind of a cool event as well because, you know, during the time that we were there at the Hyatt, you know, we're waiting for the show to start. Um, that's when the millionth dollar sale came through for my account. So that was kind of cool, you know, to finally hit that. Um, again, for those of you that are just listening for the first time or maybe a new listener, um, I'm, um, you know, I've only been doing this for just over nine months. So I don't even have a full year under my belt. So that was kind of a, that was a big achievement for my, for, for me. And um, if it wasn't for this, the, the account getting uh, or my product getting slammed for the last couple of days, I'd probably have an even better month this month than I did the previous month, which was better than the last month. But this month is going to take a little hit, right? Because we took two days off, so to speak, while Amazon got their, their act together on my listing. Um, but then we got back. And so we, we left there on Sunday um, and landed here. Geek flew out with me, crashed at my place. And then we had to get up at five in the morning to head to LA to go to the uh, Feedvisor event. And, um, that was interesting. I wasn't even sure what Feedvisor was up until we got to the event. Um, and everybody there was cool. And um, we met a lot of people. The networking there was insane, though, wasn't it? Wasn't it great? Yeah, I think um, that the content was fine, but the networking was amazing. Yeah, it was It was so good. We, we closed that place out. We stayed and talked to some, some high-level guys. Just about everybody there that we talked to were, like, high-level. Like, I think everybody that we talked to was, like, six figures per month or higher. There was the, um, and then the one guy, um, Mike, who's, you know, he's seven figures per month. We're going to get him on the podcast. So that's cool. And then there was one guy we didn't get to really talk to too much. That was eight figures per month. I mean, think about that guys, 10 million plus per month. That's crazy. Um, so we did that. Um, and yeah, we met, you know, a lot of the normal people that people or I wouldn't say normal, the, the people that are, are more commonly known, you know, Cynthia Stein was there. Guy was having uh, some drinks with uh, a few people, some other software developers. So that was nice. Always uh, worth going to these events. Yeah, absolutely. I used to be of the mindset of uh, just buying the, the recording because typically when, when you get a, a pitch for an event, they give you the event for X number of dollars and then for a lower price, you can buy the recording. And yeah, the content is good. But nothing beats the networking. That, I think that's where the where it's at. Yeah. Because getting to actually 
talk to these people and interact with them and and getting different opinions like we would ask a question and get three different answers and they're all valid so it's always a very very interesting experience so if you have an opportunity to get to an offline event do it by all means yeah absolutely and and guys think outside the box on some of the stuff like for example i you know just earlier i was talking about how i had to remove um you know back-end keywords and stuff that were brands and things like that but but Think about it this way, you know, if you're um, using AMS for advertising, not just sponsored ads, okay, but if you're using AMS, you can get your product without using their brand name right on their page, so you can still get the same effect, maybe even better, right, because your product's going to be right below that buy button. You know what I'm talking about, Guy? Yeah. So, so it's a way of circumventing what you were doing before, but doing it legally, you know, with Amazon's blessings, and uh, your conversion rate's going to be higher anyways, and you don't have to risk getting your account shut down. So th- these are just things that, you know, little nuggets here and there. Um, that was one that Matt Clark was talking about on the podcast. Um, there was another one that we learned at Amazing um, that we'll talk about in the future that I'm going to be implementing um, that will allow me to expand the, 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 the product lines very quickly outside of Amazon um, that I never even heard of. You know which one I'm talking about, Guy. Uh, to just yeah. get it into all these online stores. And, yeah, and like double, double our revenue maybe. Who knows? It's going to be interesting. So we're going to be talking about that later. That's a whole, that's a whole show right there. So um, that's about it. Guy, anything else you want to talk about? We're, we're over 20 minutes, and uh, I think we've covered a lot of the news here. No, um, just one thing. The Q&As, we haven't received a lot of questions uh, on voicemail lately. We definitely appreciate those. I think it makes it uh, more dynamic if instead of me reading the questions, you guys send them in. Uh, you can do so by going to ampmpodcast.com. And on the sidebar, you, you can see Ask Many Questions. So you can record the question. We'll play here on the podcast, and we can get those answers for you. Perfect, yeah. All right, guys, that's about it. Um, if you uh, want to reach out to us, you know how. And until next time, this is Manny Coates and Guillermo Puyol saying thank you for listening. Take care, guys. You've been listening to the AMPM podcast hosted by Manny Coates. For more information, insider Insider tools, tools, and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit ampmpodcast.com.